0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Freckled foodie fam, buckle up and meet my new favorite person, Kelsey Kreppel. I'm not going to lie. I did not know Kelsey before this recording. We didn't know each other. Um, she is another host on the Deer Media network. She has an amazing podcast called Circle Time. I was a guest. It was so much fun. And the network set us up to do a podcast swap while I was in L.A., I obviously did my research on her. During that time, I found out she's like fucking YouTube famous, legit, has a massive following. And walk into the room being like, okay, I'm excited. She seems like a great girl. Like, I want to get to know her. This is going to be a fun interview. And I left with a new friend. Kelsey has been so great in so many ways. Not only did we click right away, but she's been so helpful from like a business perspective now, someone that I can voice know and ask 10,000 questions and vent to. So... I just love, this is like one of my favorite things about this job is the people I get to meet and specifically with the podcast, like how often do you get to meet someone and sit down and have an uninterrupted hour-long conversation about anything that's so rare. And I have made such incredible friends from literally having people on my show. And this is just one of the examples. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I had so much fun with Kelsey. I now have another LA podcast friend which I am so pumped about, and I know you guys will love her. Did not know so many FFM members are also obsessed with Kelsey. Oh, hi, my love, because I got so many DMs. Come here. I got so many DMs when I said that I was having her on and I posted a picture of us. You want to say hi to the microphone? Because in this episode, we talk about how smart you are. Can you say hi, Kelsey? Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey? Yeah. You want to say it? Yeah. Okay, say Hi. Yeah, hi Kelsey. Hi Kelsey. Okay, anyway, here is the episode. Kelsey Kreppel, welcome to the show. Thank
0: you. I'm so excited. I'm
1: really pumped. So for listeners, just for context, this is our first time meeting, but we did just finish an interview for Kelsey's show, Circle Time. Yes. So TBD on timing on both of our ends, which episode's out, whatever, we'll try to make right, that work. Right. But either go listen to the episode or stay tuned yeah, for the episode. either one. But now I feel like I really know you. Same. I Well, I did feel like instant kind of just comfort. And like, oh, we can talk about whatever. I felt the same. It's nice. It's so nice. Yeah. Anyway, I'm super bummed to talk to you about a multitude of things. I am so excited. So obviously I know this because of your show, Circle Time, mm-hmm. but you used to be a preschool teacher. Mm-hmm. I am really curious mm-hmm. <laughs> the path from preschool teacher to like influencer, creator, podcast host. Yeah. How the heck did that happen?
0: Yeah. So I I went to school for child development always wanted to be a preschool teacher. It's like all I've ever wanted to do. And then so I did that. And I was just at a point, you know, where I was living in LA. I'm from LA, but I moved out of my parents' house and I was living on my own. And I couldn't really support myself Mm -hmm. making the money that I was making when I was teaching. So I just had to stop basically. Like it was yeah. just like I was working. I was take. I was doing like the afternoon class. I was just, I was working so much and 13.50 an hour. And I just like, I like all I had was money to eat and I couldn't do mm-hmm. anything else. And it was, I was just not happy.
1: But can I ask besides the financial aspect of yeah. things, which obviously plays a huge fucking role, mm-hmm. were
0: you happy with the work? I didn't love my boss at okay. the time. I was younger. I was newer. I just, there was, I, just didn't, I didn't love the environment. I love the kids so much, but it was just the environment was not always making me feel very okay. happy. Um, so I stopped teaching and started nannying. And what year is this? This is 2017. Okay. So recent. Yeah. I, I started nannying and actually the day... This all kind of comes together. But the day that I interviewed for the nannying job is the day after I met my now fiance. And Cody was making YouTube videos when I met him. And I thought it was interesting. I didn't really like know much about it. But I thought it it was cool that he was his own boss and that he like traveled and stuff. Mm -hmm. I thought that aspect of it was fun. And so then I started nannying and I really disliked nannying. And I think that was just a mix of the family I was working for, but also like I didn't know how to really like voice what I wanted or needed or how to be the best nanny. Like I didn't know what, how to communicate with the parents. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just led to like a lot of miscommunication. So I didn't love nannying, but I just, and I felt like kind of lost. And Cody, all we wanted to do was hang out with each other. And so he was like, I have to film a video. Like, you can be in it with me if you want. I was like, totally. Yeah, like, I just want to, like, hang out. So, like, whatever you want, I'll be in your video. And he was like, okay, but, like, people leave comments. Like, I want you to know before we do this, like, it's not always, like, fun. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care. Like, nothing. It's not going to bother me. And I did it. And we ended. And he was like, usually, like, you put a camera in someone's face and they get, like, kind of weird. But, like, you were pretty natural at that. And I was like, oh, Okay, and he was like, "Yeah," and then he was like, "If you ever want to come in my videos again, like more than welcome." And I was like, "You know, I did have a lot of fun doing that, but I also don't just want people to know me as your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. If people are going to know who I am, I'm going to be in your videos. I want them to know who I am, right? And I don't want them to only like me because I'm your girlfriend. Like, I, I'd rather just be my own person while doing this. And I don't like my current job and." you're your own boss and you make pretty good money and you're traveling and it seems like fun so I might as well try and I did and it worked and that's kind of like how it all started and then once I was able to like do it as a job and make an income off of it that's when I went back to teaching and I went back to the school that I was teaching at my friend actually became the boss of that school and so she knew kind of like my deal that I was making YouTube videos and traveling and doing Mm -hmm. stuff but I would come in when I was home and I would sub or I would help her in the office or I would just be in there like three ish days a week if I could make it happen and I kind of was like doing both at the same time and then when did that stop just this this year oh wow because she moved Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a hard like I can't just
1: Show up to a random school. Show up school. to a random
0: school. Like, and be like, sorry, I'm actually a YouTuber, but like, I love kids. Let me teach. Like, yeah. It's just like, you have to, you, she just has known me for so long. Right, like, right, she knew right. me since I was like 19. Like, she knew I was a good teacher, but like, I can't just like pitch myself like totally. as like a random part time sub okay. at any school. Can
1: I pitch you an idea? Yeah. Do you know who Miss Rachel is?
0: I <laughs> only know who Miss Rachel is because I was watching some TikTok, someone, like a mom. Yeah. TikToker was like Day in my life. A mommy and, blogger. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Day, Day in my, my life. life. And she asked her kid if they wanted to watch Miss Rachel.
1: So, like, have you ever thought well, a few things. Yeah. One, what would you say your content is focused on now for someone who's like never seen your stuff?
0: I would say it's just kind of like lifestyle. I do a lot of vlogs and I try really hard in those vlogs to make it like to be as real as of mm-hmm. uh, my a day in my life could be whether that's like me not leaving my house or like me getting nervous to go somewhere because I don't like parking my car like mm-hmm. I really try and like make it just my vlogs to be as like normal as possible just like truly a day in my life and then just kind of like whatever I'm doing like I'm planning a wedding or I'm Going to my cousin's football game, like just random mm-hmm. shit that I'm doing during the day. I just, whatever's going on in my life, that's kind of like what my videos are about. And they're kind of, I would say like lifestyle, funny, yep. chill. Because
1: like if
0: you're ever interested, uh-huh. there is a
1: market mm-hmm. for educational YouTube. Yeah. Let me tell you, Yes, yeah. Rachel has found this corner of the market. I know. And I have thought about it all the time. I'm like, why didn't I do that? But I don't have the skills. Like See, I don't have that background, so I'd just be on there cursing, and parents would be right. like, "You can't watch." Those no, children. I mean,
0: but that's the thing. Like my videos are not.
1: No, I know child- you'd have to obviously change, and I can't. Like okay, when yeah. I was
0: teaching, like I wanted to teach. For I love watching kids learn and grow and all that, but I, I just, I get along with kids, but not in like a who like I'm. I don't really change who I am. I just don't like say shit. Yeah. Sometimes I accidentally did, but like, I don't. I don't think I have the personality to like sit in front of a camera and be like, "Hey, kids, hi, everyone." Yeah. Okay. I
1: said on your show, I was like, "You're going to be a great mom." When we were talking about this, and I now can more confidently even say that because okay. that I think I said this to you. Like me, the thing I'm most confident doing is being a mom. Yeah. And one of the reasons I think I feel so connected to my child is because I don't change who I am when I'm with him. And we, he is very adult like in toddler form. Yeah. Maybe because of that. Who the hell knows? Right. But I enjoy it so much where I can't even think about the like mental capacity it would take for me to shift into this other like voice mode, whatever. Right. And maybe that's why you do it out of laziness. I don't know. But (laughs) it's so eye-opening and, like, reassuring to watch him Mm -hmm. interact with other people because he's used to me treating him like an adult and, like, providing him with that space to mature and, like, fuck up and mess up and do things. And, like, you mentioned you say I curse all the time. It's not, I don't know, whatever. I don't really care. And people are always like, what are you going to do when you have a kid? And I haven't changed my behavior, but I have a parrot. Yeah. And now this parrot has started going, shit, (laughs) shit, shit. And I'm like,
0: oh shit. Yeah. Honestly, that's. I've had a student call another student a stupid <laughs> C U N T. No. Okay. Well, I don't use that word. No, I know. I don't. I don't. I mean, I just spelled it out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like, I but i was like damn where the what is hell happening at home honey <laughs> did he learn that yeah. yeah so i mean shit's not that bad
1: yeah i actually cursed when i was really little in school and they were like where are you learning these words and i <laughs> my mom curses just like me and i was like my nana yeah. i just like threw yeah. like threw her under the fucking yeah. bus to protect Sorry, my Nan. mom yeah Hello, fam. Today's episode is sponsored by a brand I have been using and loving for many years now, and that is Seed. If you follow me on social, you know how much I love Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. I originally started taking Seed four years ago when I was struggling with a multitude of digestive issues. I was incredibly bloated and constipated, and it was truly impacting my everyday. If you've been there, then you know how all-consuming this can be. Seeds DS-01 Daily Symbiotic is a broad-spectrum, plant-based prebiotic and 24-strain probiotic that helps support the ease of bloating, healthy regularity, I mean, who doesn't wanna poop more often, and ease of evacuation. If you're a constipated person, you know this is a dream. After trying many, and I mean many, different products. I realize that not all probiotics are created equal, and I can confidently say that Seed has helped my digestive system so much. If you are someone who is looking to support your digestive system and finally take the step to put your digestive health first, I cannot recommend Seed enough. Many see improvements in digestion within just 24 to 48 hours. That can include bowel movement, regularity, and ease of bloating. The best part is that with a refill system, you never have to worry of whether you are out of stock. Each month, I know my refills will arrive in the mail and I will be stocked and ready to take on my day with a supported digestive system. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com Cameron and use code Cameron to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com Cameron and use code Cameron. Hi,
0: I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about.
1: So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide Haagen-Dazs vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. No one. No one. (laughs) Our preferred vacuum brands of which we have multiples and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel
0: usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. You mentioned you were a nanny. Yeah.
1: So I have a lot of questions about like the industry of child care. But I think for the most beneficial purpose of my listeners, my, I call her a sitter because she's not a full-time nanny. Mm-hmm. And she also, this isn't like her full-time job. And so we both were like, we like the word sitter. Right. But I know some people get frustrated that I don't call her a nanny. I don't know why. Anyway. That's
0: honestly like. It's just, like, so personal preference. Like, it's it also your... it like doesn't yeah. matter.
1: But she's the fucking greatest thing that's happened to us. Okay. She's an extension love of it. our family. Yeah. I love that's her. That's amazing. And I know that I, f- I feel very privileged to have found someone that's so incredible. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there is a lot of mistreatment from the parental side. Mm-hmm. So, as someone who has been a nanny, mm-hmm. what are things that you... Like, did not appreciate when the parents did? And what do you wish, like, parents? I'm not saying we have to get into specifics of like yeah. the family you nannied, but yeah. what do you wish that like more parents had done also as a teacher? Because, like, when he has teachers, I'm yeah. like, shit, I want to make sure they like yeah. me. My I'm mom's like, I'm appreciating My mom's them enough
0: for a long time. Yeah.
1: So, so like, yeah. what are little
0: things? That- I feel like that- it's kind of different from the nanny world to the teaching world in some ways. But I think one of the main things was like, It felt very like my time was not didn't matter. And it was like, oh, you'll be here till seven tomorrow and then 11 the next day. But then it's seven and I'm trying to leave because I have plans. And they're like, actually, can you stay until midnight? And like just very like I never felt like I had a schedule. I was just kind of like at beck and call of Mm -hmm. people. And that that was frustrating. But that might just be a me thing. I think some people are fine with that. I think the thing that I should have done at the beginning was make that more clear, clear. And also everybody disciplines differently or doesn't discipline at all or doesn't want like I I wish I would have asked, like, what do you want me to do when you're standing there and I'm standing there and the kid is throwing a temper tantrum? Do you want me to step in? Am I supposed to let you hand like mm. I didn't know how to navigate that at all. And I don't and it's not the parents fault because I don't think they knew how to nap. Like mm. I was it was a very confusing thing. And I just didn't know like I would be so uncomfortable. The kid would be screaming and crying and I I wanted to step in. But I didn't know if the mom wanted like and I it's didn't know so what confusing. the mom wanted me to do. Yeah, 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 So I just wish that I had had a more like open. I, I wasn't like confident enough. I don't think at that point. To just be like, hey, let's talk. Let's talk this out. What do you want me to do? What can I do different? Like, I was too shy and too, like, uncomfortable. But also, like,
1: it is, you're in a position where it's hard to fully, like, not hard. It shouldn't be. But I understand how it would be. Right. To stand up and be like, hey, what do you, like, you're technically kind of an employee. Yes. Yeah.
0: Right. And so I think it was just, there there was just some sort of, like, lack of communication there. I feel like if someone is helping you you know raise your kid or watch your kid or whatever it is like you have to be able to have an open and honest conversation totally. with them and you have to trust that they're on the same page as you because you're not always going to be there like i i want to be an ex- i would want to be an extension of the parent mm-hmm. and not like well when, when we're with Kelsey we can do this but when we're with our mom we can do this like i want it to be fluid because that's healthier for totally the child So, I just and there was just a lot of not qualities that was that on the like caretaker side, teaching wise. I think I think there's a lot of struggle. First of all, I I one thing that I struggled with a lot that I don't know is I look very young, Mm -hmm. and so a lot of parents didn't like think that I was yeah like I mean I would. I had a kid spit on me one time and I told the mom and I was like, you know, like I sat her down, I talked to her. I kind of like was like telling her the aftermath of the kid spitting on me. And she was like, Oh, I didn't realize you were like disciplining them. I thought you were just like young and fun. What? And I was like, I mean, I do am. You do you want your kids like, just <laughs>
1: running around spitting? Right, on but like other your child people
0: spit on me. So like I did have to Yeah. You know, I'm a teacher. Like I, I am a teacher just as much as the person next to me, and so mm-hmm. I struggled a lot with that. But that's kind of just because of how I look. Yeah. I feel like, but I know my my mom is a sixth grade teacher, and I think just a lot of times they maybe it all does come from the same place. But they're like, you have to trust the teacher. Like, communication is just the yeah, main I part think of that's all of the it. Main key. Honestly. And so it it really does, it is the same for caretakers or for teachers, but I just think like a lot of times it's like the parent knows better, but the teachers in the room, the teacher sees what happens. It's, it gets confusing. And I just feel like instead of like thinking that your teacher is against you or your kid, like they're just there to help. And so if you guys work together, it's going to be much more beneficial than if you and your kid are talking about how your teacher's wrong. Right. It's nothing's going to come from that.
1: Yeah. And amidst this change, you have mentioned that you struggle with imposter syndrome. Yes. And I have as well. I don't know if I really do anymore, but I definitely did when I was shifting from the corporate industry to this role. Right. What caused the most uncomfort for you? And like, where do you stand now with it all?
0: It's so hard for me to to voice My feelings on this, I feel like it's because it's it's so in my head that when Mm -hmm. I'm saying it out loud, I know that it just sounds ridiculous. But okay, but like I just I don't feel different. I think I've stayed very true to myself throughout this whole thing, which I think is a really great thing because it's really easy to get caught up in this whole world. But so, but that has led to like me not really understanding why any of this is happening (laughs) you know what I mean yep like I'm like even with my podcast I'm like no one's listening it's failing and then like (laughs) like I and for no reason like I'm getting people saying they like it I'm getting like I'm seeing legitimately seeing the numbers like I'm seeing the proof Mm -hmm. but I'm like there's just no way like there's just no way that this is working or like I just recently did like I had to do like a photo shoot for something and I just got the pictures are you a model I'm a model (laughs) I just had to do a photo shoot. Um, cool. I had to do a photo shoot and I got the pictures back and like, I was like, no, but they were like, no, tell you us which ones like are no those, And I was like, they're all no-go's. Like, Why? I look, like, what am I doing?
1: What, wait, what am okay. I, I want to dive into this. Yeah. Because you don't feel like it's you or because you don't feel like you're deserving or because N- you I don't, don't like, like the like way I'm you
0: deserving. look. It's more just like, who's going to take me seriously?
1: Well, everyone.
0: I know, but it's that's where I struggle. Like, I'm like, people are like, oh, what's Kelsey from high school? Like, what's Kelsey? Like, so just, is that, okay. Yeah. I think there's
1: always a voice that you hear, mm-hmm. right? Like your inner voice. Yeah. What is that representing as a person? Is it someone from your high school? Like, for me, when I first started this, it was like the girls in the other sorority from my college okay. who, like, we used to beef with. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I am a 100 fucking percent screenshots in their group chat yeah and they're like what the fuck does she think yeah. she's doing and I was like okay so then what
0: right I think about myself as just so normal mm-hmm. that I'm like what are you doing up there you're like a teacher why are you taking pictures <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's, okay. it's so it's that's what I'm saying like it's so no, hard I can, to I explain can get- this because it's just like I have a good relationship with myself and I have like a like I have good self-esteem and like I I'm confident but it's like when it comes to like this world I'm like it's just me like Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm just doing I'm filming myself do what I do every single day I'm not doing anything different for the camera I think I'm just like I haven't changed at all Mm -hmm. in like a bad way I've grown but I haven't like changed who I am. And I think so then I'm like, I'm just being myself and these people are really liking it, but I don't feel like a star. Like, okay. you know what I mean?
1: Totally understand what you're saying. And I okay. can relate a lot. Yeah. I feel similarly in the sense of I'm like, this is just me. Right. And I think the pro of it is right. that you just get to fucking do you. Yeah, totally. And somehow you've turned it into a job. And totally. like, that's amazing. Yeah. But it's confusing to wrap your mind around. And I know when I first like started to actually make money I was like wait this is confusing and like knowing your value and your worth and all of that yes and the downside is sometimes that like if you get hate or something it's like oh they're really like that's that's you they're just like they don't like you yeah so like sometimes sure there is that plus side of like if you create a persona then they can't really touch you right but then you have to like get into the mindset of a persona that for, is not for me yes but i'm gonna just like flip the coin on the head for you this is now your therapy session love it like isn't it amazing and so confirming and rewarding that people just love you
0: yes and like i know that that's like right i think it's it's like the coolest thing ever i absolutely love it it just it's it's hard because they're just people behind a screen. Mm-hmm. And like I've done things where I've gotten to meet people and I've gotten yeah. to see people and like that really helps. I think like so actually much. putting a so face much. to it makes me realize that what I'm that I'm affecting people. Mm-hmm. But when I'm like I feel like I'm kind of like putting it into the void. Like I'm t- making a YouTube video, putting it on YouTube and apparently people are watching it. Mm-hmm. I don't see people watching it. I don't see people listening to my podcast. They just I'm just told that they are. So like then it's harder. I get that 100%. And I think like that's that's I think probably the root of it because I know how lucky I am and I know how cool it is. And I love getting messages. I love seeing people interact. I love interacting with people and, you know, seeing comments and seeing like I think it's really amazing, but it's so hard because it really is all behind a screen. So it doesn't really feel real. Mm -hmm. So I have a hard time being like, oh, people are going to love this.
1: I get that. And I think imposter syndrome is something that people struggle with no matter the industry they're in. Yeah. What we're struggling with, maybe someone else is struggling with in a different aspect of their life. Like, did you have imposter syndrome as a teacher? Not really. Okay. Because I had it at my old job too.
0: Yeah. I mean, not, I didn't. Teaching, it was not a scary thing for me to do because I always knew I wanted to do it. But I also always felt like something was kind of missing because I just, I never questioned my major in college. Never questioned what I wanted to do. Got a job very easily. Like I was very lucky in that sense. But like I never felt like I was like pushing myself at all. Okay. And I knew that I wished that I, wa- I, I, knew I wanted to be pushed a little bit. Like you bit. wanted
1: a little more yeah, challenge. But I
0: was like, why? I mean, I'm doing what exactly what I want to do. I'm happy. I like it. But I think I'd rather be in the like imposter syndrome scared, like doing something every day that scares me rather than like, Playing it safe
1: and feeling complacent. Yeah. Totally agree. When it
0: comes to
1: not only your background in teaching, but also now what you're doing with your show, Mm -hmm. there is an element of like trying to bring in the inner child, Mm -hmm. which I love. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I honestly, it's one of my favorite things about parenting. Yeah. That I wasn't expecting is this like, I get to see the world for the first time through his eyes. Right. And like, we get to go play in the park for 45 minutes yeah. and it's fun right. like i put my phone down and we just play yeah and something i'm actively working on is like actually setting time into my calendar to play yeah so how do you feel that you bring in these like
0: children inspired i guess actions to your life now i mean i love it when i made the circle time i just i wanted i would talk about stuff that i was doing at work and people would be like, oh my God, that seems like so much fun. Or like, I haven't had a conversation like that in so long. And I, and I would go to work and have these like ridiculous conversations with these kids where their minds are just so open and Mm -hmm. so accepting. And like, it was just, and I was like, why aren't adults doing this? Like I learning about myself by talking to like a three-year-old just about the simplest thing. And I was, if the fact that I can like do that with adults. And I think people are missing that connection with their inner child so much. I mean, it's like a it's like a trend on TikTok and stuff now. You know what I mean? Like people are realizing that that's a thing. Yeah. And like wanting to do something about it. And that's like what I hope that my podcast is able to do with people. Like I just I want to bring anyone in and just have them like just chat and like laugh, like play. Would you rather and answer ridiculous questions about just whatever and just Relax for a second, you mm-hmm. know, and just be yourself.
1: I think you've got a game in your future. I don't know if you've thought about really? that.
0: Really? Like a board game?
1: Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's like the thing now. Like I creating some type of game.
0: Girlfriend. Oh my god. I'll take a cut. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I obviously <laughs> would not. Can you imagine? I <laughs> would <And laughs> no, never but like, talk to you again. <laughs>
1: that bitch who? Yeah. Episode yeah. never gets I released. She was on her show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, like you do. Because I totally agree. And that's why I love podcasting so much. Yeah. Obviously, it's not the same uh, concept of show, but really just sitting down and being able to talk and like it's so nice. Having conversations that go in places that you would have never really right. had. Right. Or like quite honestly, something that I struggle with the most in how integrated technology is into our lives now is rarely are you sitting chatting with someone without checking your phone totally doing something watching a show like I say this all the time about my husband and I like making time for each other even for date nights at home that do not have technology involved so like sure music can be playing but like we're not watching a show we're playing cards and our phones are in the other room it's very vital and I don't think we get enough of it nowadays I agree
0: so easy to like not do like so it's easy. so easy to just be like. It's Let's fine. watch a show. Yeah, Let's it doesn't bend. matter. Like, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So on that note, your fiance, mm-hmm. soon to be husband, mm-hmm. is a YouTuber. You mentioned. Mm-hmm. I'm so interested because my husband doesn't have social media. Okay, so it's like. I literally just today sent him 20 photos from, like, my outfits yeah. and what I did today. Right. Okay. And I was, like, for my husband who doesn't have Instagram yes. and has no fucking That's idea like what I'm doing I just,
0: I'm, like, I posted this on Instagram just so you know. Like, she doesn't yeah. have an Instagram. She doesn't have anything. And I'm, I like, just so you know, these are what I posted recently. Right. These are my stories. I'm, like, this is
1: what I'm up to in <laughs> yeah. L.A. Yeah. <laughs> so what is that, like, dating someone who's also sharing so much on the internet? And how do you guys find time to, like, shut it off? Or do you?
0: We do. Um, I think it's nice, honestly, because we share, like, if if I get a message that bothered me or I'm worried that something isn't performing well or whatever it is, like, he kind of just understands where I'm coming from. Which and,
1: I will say, like, doesn't sound like a lot for someone who hasn't experienced right. it. Right but it's something that my husband and I have struggled with where I'm like upset about something and he's like, but it doesn't matter. Like just let it go. It doesn't really
0: seem like a big deal. Yeah. But that was really mean and it hurt my feelings and you don't
1: understand. Like I'm allowed to acknowledge that it did hurt my feelings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that, that's definitely helpful. I think something that Cody and I both are pretty good at is like, like, sure, I'm vlogging. I will vlog. But I also like know when to put my camera down almost to a fault. Like if I if I want to experience something just for me, I have no problem not filming. I have no problem not posting a video like same. I don't care. It's my like this. I have to have things for myself. And we're both very much like that. And like his his videos are different than mine where they're not really vlogs. They're more just like sit down videos and he also does a podcast but and he has like a whole podcast production company like he's crushing it but like it's not like like social media has like taken over and is like everything that we focus on we live out in Venice our friends are our friends from school like we have friends who but who you're do not this. in like
1: the influencer scene we're yes. all okay I right. actually want to talk about this
0: yeah let's talk about it I mean we, we do have some friends who are in it mm-hmm. but like we are removed so much from it like our, our friends are very like normal people I mean I just told you I send my best friend my Instagram stories because she doesn't even have Instagram like it's different I think it's so interesting
1: yeah and this isn't a hot take and I don't mean this in any like I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way but I personally love what I do I'm so fucking grateful and I feel so blessed and like wow how amazing that being said I love that I feel the people in my life who are most important mm-hmm. for the majority. Mm-hmm. There are a few people who do this that are very important to me. I'm not going to like discredit them. Right. Do not do this. Yeah. And that I am able to enjoy my life mm-hmm. and not feel like the camera has to be rolling all the time. Totally, And really setting those boundaries Quite honestly, it's been one of the most amazing blessings of deciding not to share my child because I don't feel the pressure to, like, get everything that's happening in his life for content. For sure. I kind of go through these waves of emotions, Mm -hmm. and this is me just, like, never fully – I take on a lot of other people's opinions, but also, like, I do have FOMO sometimes. Okay. I'm prone to FOMO. Yeah, same. I'm – so happy with my decision to do that Mm -hmm. and then sometimes i'll see like a creator influencer event with like all these people Mm -hmm. and i'm like well why the fuck don't i get invited to those things or like do they like me right and i'm like but i don't why do i even care if i don't want to be there right do you feel that because i know la is different than new york but i feel like it's even more intense here
0: i do feel that sometimes very rarely Mm -hmm. i think It's one of those things where it's like I feel that way and then I get invited and then I go and then I wish I wasn't there. 100%. So it's like, but I mean, do I want the invite? (laughs) Yeah. But I want to say no. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I want to be able to decide I'm not going. Right. But then at the same time, it's like I'm so thankful that Cody and I are able to be in this world together and also be removed from it together and like live such a normal, Mm -hmm. normal life. Because our life together is bigger than totally. an influencer event or a video. Like, th- we're going to have babies and we're going to have, like, like we, like, legitimately like each other. That's, and, like, Right.
1: It's not for content. It, yes. Which, like, it, that's another thing. The whole, like, social media aspect of
0: relationships. Yeah. Like. Is that, like, and I, I know so many people. This is my biggest pet peeve. Gripe with what, whatever you want to call it. I don't like. When people like pretend that their relationship is perfect mm-hmm. and don't talk about, I just, I I know so much shit about people's relationships well, right. and then I see them post and I'm like, oh, that's silly. You've but seen like how Cody, the
1: sausage is made.
0: Right. And, but if Cody and I are fighting, like, and I'm vlogging, like, I'm, I don't like film us fighting, but I will I'll be like, hey, sorry, we just got into a fight. <laughs> yeah, It's not that big of a deal. We were talking about this, this and this, but. Anyway, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just, I think that, like, everyone's doing everything for the content. Mm -hmm. And it just is a recipe for disaster. And I just, I love the, like, the separation that Cody and I have of, like, content to real life. Like, sure, we film videos together. We, I am not scared to post him. Like, I don't, I'll share him, but I will be honest about our relationship Mm -hmm. at the same time. Like, it's not perfect no no relationship but is we like I mean we love each other and that's not something that I'm willing to like like risk for a fucking video
1: totally and I feel the same way where I am great in an opposite sense not opposite but coming from right. different perspectives yeah. but coming with this similar feeling of Because my husband's not on social media and he's honestly not interested. He's my biggest supporter, but he's like, he's a private person. He's like, I've never, that that just doesn't interest me. Yeah. Where it's very rare that I'm filming anything with him involved. Right. And at first I remember feeling like, well but I could get such good stuff. And you're like, this This is so funny. And not even like pushing an agenda on him, more just like I was going to film what was happening. Totally. But now I'm so grateful for it. And I know everyone has their own opinions from the outside because people will project their own shit no matter what. And be like, well, that means this. But for me, I agree in the sense that it feels so wonderful to be like, I can have this work life. This is my job, whatever. And then I know that when the cameras are off, And all is said and done. I still have this life that I love. Exactly.
0: And like if YouTube went away, podcasts went away, all of it went away. Like we would love each other. Probably like it's not more. Yeah. That's family. Like that's Mm -hmm. my that's what's important. 100%. And it's so, so rare. And it's like something that people can't they shouldn't take for granted
1: at all. I yeah. say this all the time, and I, don't, I know you're planning a wedding right now, but there's so much pressure around weddings and like what it looks like and what the bride looks like mm-hmm. and all this stuff that people forget the whole point of it is right. that we're committing to spend our life with this right. person that we love. Totally. And that's a really fucking big deal. Yeah. And it should be a celebration of that, not yeah. like, what does the bride look like? Right. I'm very grateful that I did not have a platform. When I got married, mm-hmm. like I had a small, small platform yeah. and there was no pressure to like create. Yeah. Do you have you just like completely been like our wedding is off the table so that you don't have to worry about it? Or like, how are you mentally um, going about that?
0: I mean, I'll talk about it in general.
1: But like day of stuff.
0: Day of stuff. I think like I think we will choose what people see and what they don't see. Like mm-hmm. I, I do not think people will be seeing our wedding video Mm -hmm. i don't think i think they'll be seeing the pictures that you choose to basically like i would share if i had 20 followers yeah like i i mean i probably would share more then, but like you know what i mean like i just i'll post i'll post pictures from our wedding but i'm not doing it it's probably going to be disappointing to some people but like it's for us
1: i respect that because i think that sometimes weddings can and babies and big life moments because the weird thing is that consumers, that's when people want more. Yeah. And those are the moments that you want to share the least.
0: Right. And, and that's
1: a weird line to walk.
0: It's, it's so interesting. And I just, I want people like who are watching and who are wanting more to know that it's not like, it's not like out of anything bad. Like it's not out of spite. It's not because I don't want to show you. It's just because like if you, I want to stay you want happy. it for yourself. And like, I, I want, you have to know when to like protect yourself and your happiness and your people and when to share. And mm-hmm. it's like, if you want me to continue making videos and continue to be posting what I am posting, like I have to feel good about that. Totally. And if I feel like I'm like selling out, then I'm not gonna, I don't want to post my wedding video just because other people want to see it. If I want to post it, that's great. Post it. hmm but I don't want to post it because I'm like, everyone really wants to see this and the views will be great. <laughs> like then it's like, what the fuck is that about? What is life then? Right. It's like, what what are we doing here? Right. But I'm not opposed to like, it's so interesting because it's like, I think Cody's an, like our balance is beneficial in this way. Because like, it, like we've been talking, you know, people are like, do you want a magazine to cover it? Mm-hmm. Or do you want that? I'm not opposed to that kind of stuff because it's curated. Right like, and I, like I, that's not
1: on you. You're not then like spending your wedding day being like, get this. Sh- I have to get this angle of this. Like I'm you're not going to be
0: worrying. Like I am not going to be thinking about content for my own use. Yeah, one time. Good at all. I mean, ever. Like in big life moments like that. Not what. Like no. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a wedding photographer. Of course. And, you know what I mean. I mean like, there's gonna, Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm not thinking like, can you get like some mm-hmm. for this TikTok. I mean, I do love watching, like, Brad TikToks. Like, maybe I'll do, like, one, tra- like, yeah, one, one like, transition. Like, one where I jump and then, like, I'm in my dress. Like, okay, maybe Bro. I will. But, like, yeah. that's that's kind of shit's fun. But, like, I honestly probably won't. But, like, <laughs> that kind of stuff is fun. It's just, like, I I want to do it because it's genuinely something I want to totally. do. And not because I want, because I think other people will want to see it.
1: So you mentioned, like, protecting your happiness and your peace. And, yes. obviously, we went into how you do that as a creator. But a lot of my listeners aren't influencers like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day Mm -hmm. how do you do that outside of this space like in your everyday life
0: i've learned how to like listen to myself and and by that i mean like there was a long time where i was thinking one thing but then like thinking on top of that being like no you actually want to be going out tonight like i'll be like oh god i want to stay home and then i'm like no you don't like like literally in my head like yeah fighting and then I learned how to like listen to that initial initial thought and that has helped me so much and that helps with my anxiety like if I'm on an airplane and I'm worried because there's turbulence like this is like very baseline anxiety but like Mm -hmm. I'm able now to be like okay the first thought that you had was that this is normal and that it's fine you've just added so many layers on so let's go back to the first thought we're fine let's focus on that and I feel like I've done that a lot, just like not trusting someone or mm-hmm. trusting some, like with relationships, with friends, with work, like whatever it is, like I just try and like break it all down. Like I'll be upset about something and I'll be like, this is what's bothering me. And then it's, my mind will come in and be like, no, you're actually not upset. And then it's like, no, but this is literally <laughs> you're bothering yourself. me. Yeah, no, I do. But I've learned how to not do that. And I feel like that's a big way that I've found and protected my happiness is by, like, listening to myself and not letting, like, any noise from my brain or from the outside world, like, penetrate that. Which is not always easy. Oh, it's it's taken a long time.
1: And I also think, just to piggyback on that, the idea is so vital and part of the execution can also be, like, limiting what you're consuming. Yeah. Because I feel that way a lot. And we mentioned FOMO, like, where I'll be so happy yeah, with what I'm doing totally. I'll be like, like my ideal night is once I put my son down, we have dinner, and then I like get high and take a shower. Okay, and then I sit on my couch Perfect. in my silk pajamas with yeah. wet hair and eat ice cream and yeah. read a
0: romance novel, Perfect. and like
1: I'm in heaven. Yeah, with a seltzer over ice in my glass straw.
0: Okay. Oh my God. Dream. Nothing like a glass straw. L- like, what is it? No, no. Th- I know. <laughs> what is it? I know. The obsession I have one waiting for me in my car. Like, a, I have like a cold glass of water in like, my car with the glass straw, and I just know I'm like, the obsession I, it's I have so with good. glass straws. So you is- get the ones with the flower on them? Have you seen those no. on Amazon? I'll show you a link. Okay. Be really cute. Anyway. Sorry. Jeez. And
1: I will be so happy. Yeah. And then I'll catch myself like scrolling, which is why I actually love reading because yeah. my hands are tied up. Can't do anything right. else. And, I'll be like, wait, should I be wanting to do that? Yeah. Where I was just so exactly. happy. Yeah. And it's this voice that's not my like gut voice. Totally. I don't know what it is. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I just think on top of that, a layer of execution, if you struggle with this, could be like limiting the outside content that you're consuming. Right. Especially in times of vulnerability.
0: Yeah. like and trusting that gut, trusting the, that initial yeah. gut feeling instead of like fighting it so much. Totally. Well, Kelsey, I love you. I love you. Like, I so love nice. making friends on podcasts. It really it's so is so fun. nice. fun.
1: And it doesn't always happen. Yeah. And then when it does, like, I've met so many amazing people. And, like, some like one of my best friends in life was someone I interviewed three years ago.
0: It's going to be us um, in three years. It's
1: us. So I'll wait for the wedding invitation. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll just I'll email it to you. i mean the list. Yeah, I know yeah. it's late. It's fine. Yeah.
1: For people who are listening who want more of you and want to listen to oh your show. Oh, my God. I forgot to
0: do that in mine. Oh, it's Okay. I'll put it in. the I
1: mean, okay. we talked literally the entire first minutes about like my handle <laughs> I and know, the name but still, change.
0: See, you're it'll much be in the show notes. It'll, it'll be in your show notes. Yeah.
1: Okay, but where can people support you?
0: My Instagram is at Kelsey Krepple and that it, that's my name on YouTube also. And uh, my podcast is called Circle Time,
1: and it's with Dear Media. It's with Dear Media. I will put that in the show notes. And if my episode on yours is out before this, that'll be in the show notes. If not, just head over to her show and keep an eye out but thank you so much for coming on thank
0: you so much for having me this was so fun so fun yay
1: thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends I have so much fun recording the show it is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at, at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.